for? You know, there are certain topics that maybe we don't oftentimes want to talk about. Oh, uh, children dismissed to junior church. So if you have a child that has not been dismissed yet, uh, he or she can go now to junior church. Um, there are certain topics that maybe we don't want to talk about. And so I, I believe sometimes, you know, the church just does not talk about these topics when the world is talking about them. And so since the church is not talking about them, uh, people get their answers elsewhere. People might get their answers from uh, the Today Show on, Saturday, on every morning at 7 a.m. or from CNN or MSNBC or the Learning Channel or Discovery Channel or the, the Vindicator or you name it. They'll get their answers somewhere because the church is not talking about certain topics. And among them is certainly the topic of worldview. Worldview. Where do we get our worldview from? And so today I'm going to talk about some more controversial topics, and at least by referencing news articles. And I believe the church must address some of these topics. If we really believe the Bible is inspired word of God, we need to address certain topics with the Bible, straight head on with the Bible. Recently, there was a news case about a monkey taking a selfie. One news article reads the following. A photographer whose camera was used by a monkey to take a selfie has won a two-year legal battle against an animal rights group about copyright over the image. Naruto, a rare crested maquis monkey who lived in the Tonkenko Reserve on the Indonesian island of Salavesi, picked up David Slater's camera and snapped the now-famous photo in 2011. PETA, PETA does not stand for people eating tasty animals in this case. Uh, uh, PETA, PETA sued on behalf of the monkey in 2015, seeking financial control of the photographs for the benefit of Naruto, the monkey. But judges in the U.S. deemed the monkey was ineligible to hold copyright over the image. This was one case where the judges used, I think, fine knowledge and wisdom. You know, but when we hear these news stories, and we hear them all the time, such as this, they get into worldview questions. Worldview questions. How do we view the world, and how do we establish what is right and what is wrong? Where do we get our worldview, and how do we ground our worldview? And I want to argue repeatedly today that our worldview must be grounded in the Bible. The Bible. Our worldview must be grounded in the Word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ because that is the only grounding document. That is the only living document, the Bible. And what this really gets to is what does it mean to be human? What does it mean to be human and not a monkey? What does it mean to be a human being? That's one of many worldview questions which... Um, we think about whether we realize it or not. What does it mean to be human? Where is history going? What is wrong and how can it be fixed? Where did it all come from? These are worldview questions. Every day this question is being talked about in the world, but they are not basing their discussion from the Bible. 
Instead, we are confused human beings trying to make decisions that are way above our pay grade. New York Times ran a headline, Actress struck by car in Park Slope loses unborn daughter. Now that certainly was a very sad story, but the question must be asked, does the New York Times now believe a baby in the womb is alive? Because in that particular article, in the very headline, it said, actress struck by car loses unborn daughter. The New York Times article is not only saying that it's a, a baby, but that it's a daughter, not an it. Now, certainly from the biblical worldview, from the Christian worldview, from the Christian way of viewing the world, a baby in the womb is a, is a human being. We see Psalm 139 talk about uh, God knitting us together in our mother's womb. But what we see in the New York Times and in our public sphere, it's only a human being when it is wanted. He or she is only a human being when he or she is wanted. There was another headline titled, State Comes Out with New, with new LGBTQ Curriculum. LGBT, uh, LGBTQ stands for Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Transgender, Queer. And this headline came out on April 23, 2018 in the Boston Herald. And this was about a Massachusetts school coming out with this curriculum. A summary reads, Bay State schools will be able to try a new curriculum with LGBTQ-themed history, English, and health this fall. The proponents say it's an effort to help all students see themselves reflected in classrooms. This, once again, is about the worldview question of what it means to be human. Why did God create two sexes? What does it mean to be male or female? And one must ask, what worldview will be taught in the schools? What worldview will be taught in the schools? Another headline, supporters rally for gay teacher amid discrimination claim after he told first graders about same-sex marriage. I'll just read a little bit of the article. A bouquet of flowers sent to a teacher from his husband on Valentine's Day set off a controversy and claims of discrimination in a rural community at the edge of the Chicago area, resulting in a standing room only school board meeting Monday evening. When Nathan Etter, a first year music teacher at Prairie View grade school near Elgin, received a bouquet from his husband, some first grade students asked who they were from. He said he answered honestly, and as some students reacted with comments like ooh and gross. Etter, 30, who has been married to Philip Etter since August, said he used the interaction as a teachable moment, making very brief comments about respect and tolerance, explaining how some families have two moms or two dads. And the article goes on. Now, Christians are to love everyone. We're to love everyone for sure. The only reason I bring up those articles is to state, what is the worldview out there? And where do we get our worldview? How do we ground our worldview? There are news stories all the time, and they all get at their root about worldview. And as Christians, we may want to bury our head in the sand, but we can't do that. 
I'll quote a scripture later on, 1 Chronicles 12, 32. It talks about the men of Issachar who knew the times and knew how to respond. 1 Peter 3, 15 talks about us always being ready to give an answer of the hope that is within us and doing so with gentleness and respect. We got to be prepared to give an answer. We can't bury our head in the sand. We have to live in the world. We have to be in the world, but not of the world. We have to go in the world and rescue people out because Christians, Christianity is the words to eternal life. These get into what does it mean to be human? And there are more, and everyone out there right now, we are trying to figure out right from wrong without the Bible, without a grounding. And we are clearly the blind leading the blind. And we're doing this without talking to the Creator. And I, I have to say that I think that's quite arrogant. How arrogant to try to figure out things that are clearly above our pay grade. Can a car figure out why it is a car? No, we can tell a car why it is a car because we create the car. We use the car. We are in a sermon series on scriptures I have been convicted to pray. And today I have scriptures that are about worldview. Or at least I pray them asking that myself and my descendants have a biblical worldview. Biblical worldview. A worldview that comes from the Bible. A worldview that is rooted and grounded in the Bible. My theme today, pray that we and our descendants have a worldview that comes from the Bible. How do we do that? Romans 12, 1 through 2 tells us. Romans 12, 1 through 2, if you want to turn there, I'm going to be talking about that passage and a few others for a few moments. Romans 12, 1 through 2. I'm going to give you just a moment. And after I read that passage, I'll talk a little bit more about what a worldview is, and then we'll come back to that passage, because that passage tells us really exactly how to have a biblical worldview. Romans 12, 1 through 2. I'm going to give you just a moment. Romans 12, 1 through 2 says, Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that it may prove, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable. And perfect. We're going to come back to that passage in just a couple minutes. But the idea of instead of being conformed to the world, being transformed by the renewing of your mind, that's how you have a biblical worldview. You make your body a living sacrifice to God, and you're not being conformed to the world. Uh, Christians in America got content thinking the ways of the world were the same as the way of Christianity, and they're not. And I'll reference more scripture about that in a minute. But what is a worldview? Merriam-Webster's says a comprehensive conception or apprehension of the world, especially from a specific standpoint. A comprehensive conception or apprehension of the world, especially from a specific standpoint. Now, I like to think of it as just breaking down the word. View world. How do we view the world? 
How do we make split-second decisions about right and wrong? How do we decide that? How do we discern that? How do we figure things out? Now, everyone has a worldview. Children have a worldview. Studies repeatedly say by the age of about nine years old, and certainly by 13, a a child's worldview is formed. But here's the deal. Worldview can be right or wrong. So I was in college, and I was looking at the screen, and I noticed the screen was blurry, and so I thought the projectors, the projectors, were out of focus, because the problem could not be me. So I thought the projectors were out of focus. But then around the same time, after several days of this, I noticed I was getting headaches, like somebody was just poking me in the eyes. So I went to the doctor, and I said, I have a sinus infection. He said, no, you don't. And so I called the eye doctor, and I realized the problem was me. I needed glasses. I have contacts now. So, and, and without the glasses or without the contacts, my vision is fuzzy. I have fuzzy vision. Listen, the Bible, when our worldview is rooted and grounded in the Bible, is rooted and grounded in the Word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ, it gives us clear vision. But without the Bible, our worldview is fuzzy. It is off. Now, we don't realize it's off. So you can watch the news, you can read the newspapers, you can listen to the media, you can watch the movies, you can watch the TV shows, and they all have a certain worldview. And they're going to think it's right. But the Bible is going to counter that. Now, which way is right? I believe the Bible is always right. We need glasses. We need the Bible to correct our vision and correct our worldview. You know, we do also see, by the way, that our worldview changes based on those we are around. And, you know, by the way, worldviews are like icebergs. If you know anything about icebergs, maybe you've seen the movie Titanic. They hit an iceberg. It was a tragedy. The Titanic made a lot of money off of it. But um, most of the iceberg is under the surface. Like 75%, 80% is under the surface of the water. And most of our worldview is under the surface. We don't even think about it. We just make split-second decisions. I mean, how do you react? For example, if you read an article from New York Magazine. This is a real news article. It's titled, 180 Minutes with Desmond is Amazing. He's a 10-year-old drag performer, and he's cooler than you. How you react to that headline is based on your worldview. How about your reaction to Bruce Jenner, the former Olympian having a sex change, and then being called the Glamour Woman of the Year? How do you react to these things? This is based on your worldview. My prayer is that myself, my children, the churches I serve, Christians across America, that our worldview is grounded in the Bible, that the Bible gives us a crystal clear worldview. Because otherwise, we're going to get it somewhere else from our other confused peers. By the way, when we get into these topics like Desmond is Amazing or Bruce Jenner, it gets into, again, the worldview question of what does it mean to be human and why did God create two sexes? And we could say more about that, but that's not what this sermon's to be about today. But I will say, if a transgendered woman can win woman of the year, what does that mean to all the biological women everywhere? I would have to think that that's an insult to the feminist movement. 
Were they really saying that a biological man who has a sex change is a better woman? I just don't get the logic of that. But we'll move on. We do see that worldview is a set at a young age. I've already said that. And we do also see, they say that millennials, which are those born after 1980, 1981, 1982, around that time period, change their worldview based on their peers. But I don't believe it's just millennials. Because just a few years ago, President George and Barbara Bush attended a same-sex wedding. I don't think they would have done that 40 years ago. They changed their worldview based on their peers and based on what other people were doing and what other people were saying is right and wrong. And what I want to continuously submit to you is we don't change our worldview based on society. We only, we only form our worldview based on what the Bible teaches is right and wrong. And that's not going to change. The Bible doesn't change. God does not change. Our worldview must stay the same because the Bible stays the same. The Bible speaks objectively to life, and we must view everything through the lens of the Bible. We must view everything through the, 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 the glasses, the spectacles of the Bible. So where is our worldview foundation? It must come from the Bible. So we must understand the ways of the world are different than God's ways. James chapter 4 verse 4 says, You adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy with God. Listen, Christians, we got to realize just because those in the world say something is okay does not mean it's okay. And I don't mean to come and just hear you. I don't mean for you to hear me condemning the world. The world is going to be what the world's going to be, but Christians are called to be different. We're not called to condone that. We're called to rescue people out of the world into a living and active and saving relationship with Jesus Christ. Romans 12, 1 through 2, I've read, but just verse 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. We're going to break that down in a minute. 1 Thessalonians 5, 21 says, Examine everything carefully. Hold fast that which is good. We need to hold fast to what that which is good, but we need to examine everything and examine it carefully. Because the devil wants to kind of weave his way in like a spider getting into that little crack under the door. Craig can tell you about that because he does pest control. You know, they can just find their way in like a mouse getting into a house. And, 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 and the devil wants to weave his way in and, and wants us to think something's appropriate and good. And, and it's not. Examine everything carefully and examine it with the Bible. So how do we have a biblical worldview? Let's get back to Romans 12, 1 through 2. Romans 12, 1 through 2. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. How do we become living sacrifices? How do we become living sacrifices? That's what this passage is telling us to do. How do we have a biblical worldview? We become living sacrifices. How do we do that? Living and sacrifice are contradictions. 
Living and sacrifices are contradictory terms. We always think of a sacrifice as being dead. And the problem with a living sacrifice is it can crawl off the altar. May and I were attending this country church, a country church that had grown quite a bit, and they had sent out two church plants. And we actually went with one of those church plants to Pico, Ohio. And this country church was right outside Greenville, Ohio. Don knows where that is. And um, we're in this Sunday school class on this uh, cold winter day. And this Sunday school teacher was talking about, in the Great Depression, he's walking along railroad tracks trying to find food with his grandfather. A cold winter day. A cold winter day, him and his grandfather, they're walking along railroad tracks trying to find food. He's following his granddaddy. His granddaddy's up ahead. His granddaddy passed this possum, and it was frozen. So this man, now my Sunday school teacher, picks up the possum and says, Hey, grandpapa, granddad, whatever he called him, look, here's a, a frozen possum. His grandfather thought it was a good idea to take that possum home to eat. So he take that possum, and grandma puts it near a fire to get it ready to eat, and that possum was not dead at all. <laughs> that possum was a living sacrifice, and it crawled off the altar and crawled all around the house. We as Christians are called to be intentional living sacrifices, and we are called to be holy and acceptable to God. Acceptable could be better translated pleasing, holy and pleasing to God. God is pleased by our sacrifice, and we must be holy. We must be holy to come to the throne of God. Leviticus, um, Leviticus 11.44 says, Be holy because I am holy. Exodus chapter 3, verse 5. Take off your sandals, for you are on holy ground. This living sacrifice is a process. It doesn't always happen overnight. But since we are alive, this is not a one-time thing, but continual. What, what, what does it mean to be pleasing to God? The idea is of God having an attitude towards us as pleasing. The Old Testament sacrifices were said to have an aroma that was pleasing to God. Then verse 2, Paul calls us to avoid worldly contamination and have spiritual transformation how do we have a biblical worldview avoid worldly contamination and have spiritual transformation let's say that together to make sure you're all awake avoid worldly contamination and have spiritual transformation good job y'all get an a by not being conformed to this age, but by being transformed, we have a biblical worldview. These words, conformed and transformed, are both commands. Conformed, transformed. Don't be conformed, be transformed. It's the same idea of metamorphosis. How does a caterpillar become a butterfly? Metamorphosis. God is changing us as Christians. And it's the same idea. It's metamorphosis. He is transforming us. He is conforming us into his image. Not unlike Clark Kent turning into Superman. Because he is the greatest superhero. For all you Batman lovers out there. This happens by renewing our mind. Romans 6, 1 through 2 says, What shall we say then? 
Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? May it never be. How shall we who die to sin still live in it? And we must live out 2 Timothy 2.15. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. We need to allow Jesus to transform us. We need to live out 2 Timothy 2.15. We need to live out these passages. We need to pray these passages for ourselves and our children, our grandchildren, for our church. So we are not conformed to the world, but we are transformed and we have a biblical worldview. We need to study the Bible, live in the Bible. That is the truth. We need our worldview based on the truth. Colossians 3.1. Colossians 3.1 says, Therefore, if you've been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. This could actually be translated since. Instead of therefore, if you've been raised up with Christ, therefore, since. Therefore, since you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things that are above, where Christ is, Seated at the right hand of God. What else do we want to seek? Wouldn't we want to meditate on the Bible, which is the word of God? Wouldn't we want to meditate on the testimony of Jesus Christ? Wouldn't we want to seek the things that are lasting and eternal, the things that are heavenly, the things that are above? 1 Chronicles 12, 32. Of the sons of Issachar, men who understood the times with knowledge of what Israel should do. Do we know the times? Do we know the Bible? First, know the Bible. Second, know the times. So we can be missionaries. Because we are all called to be missionaries where you live. And we're all called to have a biblical worldview. George Barna does a lot of church stats, and he writes the following. 83% of Americans identify themselves as Christians. Yet only 49% describe themselves as absolutely committed to Christianity. The primary reason that people do not act like Jesus is because they do not think like Jesus. Do you think like Jesus? Do we think like Jesus? Barna said, behavior stems from what we think. Behavior stems from what we think. If we want to have biblical behavior, we have to have biblical thinking. We must have a biblical worldview. George Barna's studies have shown that a biblical worldview is only held by only 4% of adults. The Barna Research Group found that just 4% of American adults have a biblical worldview, and only 9% of those categorized as born-again Christians have a biblical worldview. Just 9%. Not surprisingly, those without... Those without a biblical worldview have a vastly different view of immoral and unethical behavior. For instance, those without, those without a biblical worldview are around 100 times more likely to endorse abortion. Around 80 times more likely to say exposure to pornography is morally acceptable. 31 times more likely to believe Living together before marriage is morally acceptable. Fifteen times more likely to believe homosexual sex is acceptable. Eighteen times more likely to endorse drunkenness. Eleven times more likely to say adultery is okay. My prayer 
in praying these passages, such as Romans 12, 1 through 2, is that we have a biblical worldview, that we view the world through the lens of the Bible, that we establish our moral grounding from the Bible. What does it mean to be human? We are created in the image of God. We are created male and female. We fell from glory by our sin. But God redeemed us. God will restore us entirely in the end. It can be summed up with the gospel. What does it mean to be human? God created us to be in a relationship with him. And though our sins separate us from God, and those sins cannot be removed by good deeds, paying the price for sin, Jesus died and rose again. And everyone who trusts in him alone has eternal life. Life that's eternal means we will be with Jesus forever. Pray with me now. Oh, Lord God, I pray that we do view the world through the lens of the Bible. May we get our worldview from the Bible. And we do need your help. Holy Spirit, we need you to help and guide and support us. We need you to be our teacher of spiritual truths. We need you to convict us and encourage us and equip us through the Bible. And first and foremost, we need to turn our lives over to you. If there's people here who do not know you as Lord and Savior, may today be the day of salvation. Today is a day. May today be the day when they confess they have sinned, which means to do something wrong, and they have missed your perfect standard. But Jesus, you died on the cross for their sins and rose again. May they commit their life to you as Lord and Savior and trust in you, believing, Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by you. Jesus, help us all to live for you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.